All right, it's Monday. You know what that means? We got a new show. Welcome to the Charles Palmetary Podcast. I am so excited of the guest we have. But before I tell you who he is, don't forget, go to charlespalmentary.net to see my one-man show. charlespalmentary.net. Go to my restaurants. Two big ones. Top five in New York, anywhere. Italian restaurant, 30 West 46th Street and 264 Main Street. Okay, my guest today. You know, certain comics, when they come out, they have, a, they have their own voice. It's something about them. They're different. They're different. They're called the comics comic. When they go on stage, comics go watch them. What do you have? Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, okay? Eddie Murphy, okay? Uh, today, Bill Burr, one of my favorite comics, Chris Stefano, Zone Style. We have a comic that's here today, a comedian, that he is so unique, so special. I hate, I, I say the word, he's probably going to hate me for it, brilliant. He's got his own style, and when he goes on stage, comics rush out to watch him. The great, and I mean that sincerely, the great Colin Quinn. Colin. Thanks, Chaz. And um, yeah, you know, it's funny because when I started, I really was going to quit comedy (laughs) except for comedians. They kept me in the game because I would go on for like a couple of years, which is a long time, right? and I would bomb probably 70% of the time and do really well 30%. And then one time I was at the Comedy Cellar, I finally got into this club, which was kind of, even back then it was a big deal. That's a big deal, yeah. Yeah, and I go on stage, it was a great night, perfect set, 15 minutes, full crowd, and I got no laughs. And I'm walking off the stage, and in my head I'm like, the whole set, I'm like, this is it, I'm not supposed to do this. Me and the crowd don't click that often. This is a mistake. All the comedians always love me. And then the MC, this guy, William Cornell, not William, William Cornell goes on and goes, Folks, that's the funniest set you've ever seen. You don't even know it. And he, for some reason, that kept me in the game. Because I had all this material. I thought I was being really funny. But it was just the way it was. That's been my comedians. If the whole country was comedians, I'd be in great shape right now. I'd be a, very rich. No, but you, uh, come on. You do well all over. I do well, but you not like really you said, well. with comedians. Comedians is my audience. Comedians love you. Since I, since I started. Well, because your humor is so... It's so fucking unique, and so I mean, I just, I saw your 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 one man show. Uh, what the name? And of I saw it? yours. The, yes, the but, masterpiece. Uh, but yours. All right, yours. The name of your show. Uh, the one I just saw. Um, small talk. Small talk. I mean, fucking show was brilliant. I mean, yeah. I just sat there laughing. But the thing about your show that I love is you laugh and you go, "I never thought of that. I never thought of that." I would turn to my wife, go. He's fucking right. I never <laughs> thought of that. And we kept looking at each other saying that. Oh, that's great. That's the ultimate compliment. Right. The so laugh and that. But, but the yeah, laugh first. But yeah. always the laugh. But yeah. then I never thought of that. Shit. I mean, when I saw your show, Small Talk, I, I got to be honest with you. Like I was telling you, I, the audience was laughing <clears throat> hysterically. But I kept saying, I never thought of that. He's right. I never, me and my wife kept going back and forth. Fucking A. Yes. I mean, you got to tell me, Colin. How does one... Okay, here, you're, where, you were born where? In Brooklyn. New, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Park Slope. It's not really Brooklyn. Park Slope. Oh, yeah. no, that's Brooklyn. Okay. I know, we make a joke. You, know. you make a joke like, yeah, yeah. People always like, oh, Park Slope. Yeah, Park Slope. You're from, the, you're from Bensonhurst yeah. or from uh, yeah. Bed-Stuy, right. Red Hook. Right. Well, Park Slope's a nice area. Yeah. But what I have to ask you is, when did you realize that you 
wanted to be a comic. How did this happen? I always wonder. One day he said, you know what? I could do that. How did this happen? Well, when I was a kid, I was the typical cliche class clown. Right. The teachers hated me. The kids loved me. And, you know, because I would disrupt the class, just crack smart, you know, just a, a troublemaker with a, with my mouth mostly. Right. You know? Yes. And I was that guy in class where people, the kids love it, but the teachers are like, you know, I remember a teacher just grabbing me as a leading class, a substitute. He wasn't even a regular teacher, but then I really had fun. She just choked me against the wall. As the last kid left, he kicked the door shut and just starts choking me. Yes. And I'm like 12, and I remember- They'd know, be locked you, up today. Yeah. When, when you're 12, you walk out and you're like, you leave this idiot? Just right, grab right. Me. You thought it was a great story. Yeah. And um, But anyway, yeah. But I was a big mouth kid, and I was really- I, I, it was a, the, the moment I realized I could do it professionally, which you'll appreciate, I think. So in those days, movie theater, the Sanders was where we were. Movie theater was a big, well, there wasn't five movie theaters. Everybody would go to the same movie, like 500 right. people in a movie, right? right? House. Now it's chopped up. They, right. So The Exorcist is opening. So we all go to the movies like Friday night. And for some reason, a gang walks in and walks to the front of the movie and starts just causing trouble during the previews, threatening people, and just intimidating the movie theater, like 15 guys. Right. A gang, you know, the colors and the jackets, right. early, early 70s. And I'm in the middle, and I yelled something out. I can't remember where. I wish I could remember what it was. And the whole theater laughed at them. And they walked up the aisle trying to find out who it was, and they <laughs> couldn't find it, and they left. And it humiliated them. But they left because somebody, and it was me, I yelled some clever joke about them or whatever. I, I don't yeah. even know what it was. And I was like, I made a whole theater of strangers laugh. Yeah, right. And that was the first time I made, I made anything outside of my class. You know, when, you la when you're making your family or classmates laugh, you're all in the same common experience. Right. This was strangers that had nothing to do with each other. Wow. And I made them all laugh. And that was a powerful moment for me. I still remember that. Holy shit. So that was a moment, moment you go, I, mean, I, could, I, should, I could do this. I, I, it was a really important moment for me. But, but in general, I was, everybody thought I was going to be a comedian. And uh, yeah, it just took time. For Did you know? I, I met. I met. You mentioned that thing the first time. You said you thought you were going to give up, but then when that guy said that was the funniest set you ever yes. heard, but you didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. So that was really the moment you said, "I'm going to hang in there and stay with this." Well, the first time I did comedy was another one of these moments where the guy uh, I audition. I do okay. I get to laughs, and I'm like addicted. I, five minutes, I'm like, I really did good. Because when you start, you have delusions of who you are. Everybody in comedy thinks, "Yes, I'm great." I get off stage and the MC goes to me, you're a natural. Come back in a year. And I was like, you're telling a natural to come back in a year? In a year, I'll be on TV. I'll be the biggest. He should have said come back in 10 years. Right. Really, to learn, as you know, the craft of anything. Right. A year it takes is years. But you know what's funny you say that, Carl? Because everybody I speak to, I, you know, I'm friends with Chris Rock and a whole bunch of comics. Yeah. And they'll tell you that. I go, and I said to him once, I said, Chris, do you have a bomb? And he goes, all the time. Yes. He goes, it happens. He goes, any comic who, do, who tells you he never bombs is fucking lying. And that's what he said. I'll never forget that. He said to me, he goes, every comic bombs. Yeah. You know, you, it gets less often, right. but it happens, he said. You don't know why. Absolutely. And you can walk in, <clears throat> and you know the intuitive things with acting too. You can walk in, and if you just have a little bit of a cocky attitude, and you go on stage... And there's somebody who, the crowd doesn't even know them, but they were out there really working. And you walk in with some kind of a... Right. You could bomb right there. Yeah. You could walk into a hole anywhere. And sometimes the crowd, you know, of course he's right. 
Yeah, yeah I never forgot that. And what he said to me, he goes, the, the main thing in a young comedian, he goes, it takes years to hone that craft. He goes, the hardest thing they get is, he goes, they, you just can't be afraid of the silence. Never be afraid of the silence, he said. I remember that. Well, me and Craig, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he lives by his word. I mean, he'll go up there with his notes and just be like, I know I'm working this out, and that's the way it is. And me and him started together. You know, we literally started wow. yeah. together. We waited online. <laughs> me, him, Adam Sandler, and a bunch of other people. For whatever reason, we were all together. So right. I'd see him. We drove each other back. Whoever had their mother's car would drive each other back wow. to Brooklyn, either to Bed-Stuy or Park Slope. Right. And we, uh, yeah, so we really came up in those early, early days together. So I know... I saw the process then they did. Do you see any difference between the young comics today coming up and you guys, or is it the same, still the same process? It's, it's still the same. You know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that because, you know, with tech and everything, and everybody, right. you still see young guys, and it still shocks me because I don't expect them to do it, with a piece of paper where they scribbled notes, and before they go on stage, they're looking at it. Not their phone, not their, right. you know, not, nothing. It's kind of a weird thing that they still... Because we have this superstition, which everybody believes, except I don't believe it, but I still do it because I'm superstitious. Which is, if you don't write it down, you, you when you write it down, you remember it better. Yes. I don't believe that, but I still do it. You still do it. Just on the off chance it's true. If you're if you're walking down the street or you're in your car driving or in a, in a car in the back seat and you think of something funny, you know that if you don't write it down, you're going to forget it. Absolutely. I mean, that's what's great about the phone. I have notes all over I my do phone. It. Is Me filled too. Yes. Because in the as you learn the hard way, you're like, I remember when I pull over 10 seconds from now. No, you won't. No, you won't. It's gone forever. It's gone forever. And people and go, hey, it'll come back to you. No, it won't. No, it won't. And if it comes back to you, it won't be like the same. No, it won't. It won't. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow. Wow. I mean, I mean, what is the, is there anything that astounds you about comedy? I mean, do you love going on stage every time? Is there a moment you go, oh. I don't feel like doing this today. See, the thing about comedy and what you do is, is you, uh, you, and, 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 and what I do when I do the show, you can't walk through it. You just can't. You can't. You got to be on because if you walk through it, you're going to bomb. Yeah, yeah. And if you walk through it, what are you doing? Because we get the, we get the luxury of live. People get to live vicariously through you. You get to do this for a living. Right. And, and these people have to like. When I saw your show. I'd seen the movie five times. Right. And still, when it comes down, there's that excitement for right. the whole play. And if right. you didn't have the excitement, but you did, right. and that was on Broadway and whatever, and it just brings everybody in. You know what I mean? Especially right. a big right. Broadway theater like that. Right. You've got to bring that. So that's, yeah, you can't you've got to be in the moment. You got, you can't. You By the way, speaking of comedy, you know, one of my favorite lines in the movie. I don't remember if it's in the show, but it's one of those lines, and I was like, this should be getting a laugh. Which I know people get, which is when you go, there's only two things you can do in jail <laughs> lift weights or get in trouble. He goes, What did you do? Yeah. I read. So that's, there's three that's things. Right. That's purposely, yes. <laughs> I know. But that's right. the kind of line I love. Yeah, two that's things. like a hidden thing. Yeah. And I love when people Those get it. Because some people, a lot of people don't get it, but when somebody gets it, it's funny. That's the kind of stuff I love. Right. No, when somebody gets it, it's funny. Um, and again, see, I was just going to, I just had something in mind I was going to tell you, and I said, wait, I'll yeah, wait a sorry. minute. Now it's gone. Yeah. Now it's fucking gone. I know, me too, me too. No, in, when you do comedy, I mean, are you okay with putting new stuff out and, and you get silenced? That's you, the only way it works. That's the only way it works. The thing in comedy is it's a great, 
it's great humility because you realize I'm not a genius. Because you go out there and you do your new stuff and it's not ready. And the audience has to fit. They're like our editors. So like they're there to laugh for the most part. Yeah, occasionally, you you know, somebody is not. But 99% of them are there to laugh. That's why they came to the club. Right. And they pay money to laugh. So if it doesn't work, they're trying to laugh. So either you're not explaining it correctly or you haven't finished it. You haven't finished it. And yet. that's what's so great, the humility of realizing they're your partner. How many times do you go through it before you say, all right, I'm not going to do this bit anymore? I mean, if they don't laugh the first time, do you go, fuck it? No, no. I'm very, uh, you know, I, I, I'm like, no, no, no. I can fix this. I can fix, fix this. it. Right. You know what's funny? You said that. I was with a, a comedy, a, a improvisational comedy group in the 70s. Uh, the New York comedy plays these guys. We travel around, and there was this guy Tom Wiswell. He's died. He died. But anyway, and he did this. We did this bit together. It was improv, but you know the improv groups. They still have bits that they sure they switch. Sure, right. Not everything course. is really improv. Right. They're like. But yeah. but he wrote a bit that Marlon Brando was an acting teacher. Right. And it was a funny concept, and I was the student and he was the teacher. And the first time we did it, fucking bomb. And I said, Tom, I mean, I said, I'm out there with fucking egg on my face, babe. I'm dying like a dog. He goes, ah, I know this bit's funny. I know it's funny. And he was a wonderful writer. And he wrote it again. He did it. We did it again. Bomb, but some titters. Yeah. I said, Tom, I'm fucking dying. You know, I'm the one who's doing the funny part. I'm dying here. I'm telling you, this is going to work. It's going to work. This motherfucker made this thing. And after a while, it became like a great bit. That's how it goes. And I learned something. He taught me. He was more. He was older than me, and he taught me that you could do it. You know, you just, it's a craft. It is a craft. It's a. And if you're funny, like if you have a sense of humor, like obviously, a Bronx Tale, yeah, the play and the movie are yeah. really funny. Right. They're powerful and deep, but they're also a lot of humor. A in lot there. of humor, right? Well, they wouldn't be. So that's yeah, and that's the kind of stuff where people would be like, oh, you know, I'm sure some people would be like. No, this is serious work. It's funny. If if you're not laughing, it's not quite the same. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, what's that? They say comedy is is a definition of tragedy plus time. Well, I've, that's I've one of them, that. yeah. But look, even when you played, I was just watching Bullets of Broad, Over Broadway, which you were amazing. At, and, Thanks. And you were serious. So you weren't trying. You're so funny in it. Everybody's funny in it. But you're funny because you're not going, I'm going to be a funny guy. Oh, no. Right? No. But that's what I mean. Yeah, whatever what, you're doing there. I'm playing it like so real. Like she's yes. Like, like the dialogue. Yes. The dialogue is funny. I don't have to make it funnier. Exactly. Yeah. I and mean, one of the problems a lot of time actors have. Which, yes. I mean comedians yes. have. Comedians have. Actors Com- too. But I mean comedians have the opposite problem, which is we'll go in. I was believe me for years. So I'll tell you why I became a decent actor. Not that I'm great, but we were in that movie together. I was. Yes. People love that movie. People love that movie. Love today. it. To this day, people bring up, but it, but even then, I was barely. Here's what it is: we, we, comedians, we are always like we have to make people, we have to do something. Like you know, as an actor, not to do anything, right? So, like you just said about bullets over, you're not trying. Let the dialogue be funny. Your guy is your guy, right? The funny is the reality of it. Yes, yes. I mean, I there's a there's a scene where John Cusack says to me, I say to him, I he goes, you burn down your school. Because I'm telling you, I, was, right, right. I burned when I was in high school. Yeah. And I said, before, I said, yeah, I said, yeah. He goes, he goes, nah, it was nothing. Uh, he goes, it was, he, I, he goes, it was, I go, my line is, it was Lincoln's birthday. 
right? So I go like this. I go, it was Lincoln's birthday. There was nobody there. Right. And Woody Allen goes, Chaz, Chaz, right. don't do that. No pauses. Just say the fucking line. He goes, pauses is funny. Pauses is death. Right. Don't do... Right. And he was right. Because it was such a funny line, I wanted to hit it. Yes. And I, then I did, it was Lincoln's birthday. There was nobody there. Yeah. Much funnier. Yes. And I went, oh, fuck. He was right. Oh, you my know. God. But you're right. Comedians tend, when I act them, tend to make it, they think they can make it funnier. They think they have to instead of just trusting. I went, the only reason I know any of it, I studied acting for years, and I was, I mean, a great actor, but I never understood it, really. I'd accidentally be good, but that was it. And then I studied this lady, Sandra Lee. Do you know who Sandra Lee is? I heard she, I heard of her, she, yes. Little old lady. And I studied with her one time. We did this scene from After the Fall with Arthur Miller. Arthur and, Miller, great play. And she gives the girl her, her notes after the scene. The right. whole class is there. Right. And then she goes, and you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> she starts imitating me mugging. Because I was mugging. Right. I was going, uh, <clears throat> like making my face. Be, and I mean, some people would have been mortified, I'm sure. But I laughed and I was like, I finally got it. That statement, I go, oh, I'm trying to convey with right. my face. Stop, Stop trying that. to do anything. Yes. Just be uh, just It was be. so funny, but she goes, you. Uh, uh, and yeah. so it's in front of class. Yeah. And they were all horrified, but I was just, I couldn't stop laughing because that was exactly it. Yeah. And I, for some reason, those little things click and it's then it hard. changes your life. Look, great actors. Billy, I, you know, uh, I didn't know him really well, but I, I got to talk to Billy Wilde a bunch of oh, times. Oh, wow. Which you pick his brain, somebody like that. Sure. And he said to me, and he was telling me about Jack, uh, uh, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Jack Lemon had a tendency to overact. I can see, yeah. Okay, he had a tendency to, right? And and he was doing the scene and Billy Wilder told me he kept saying, Jack, less, less. Yeah. So he brought it down. Then he said, Jack, less, less. Then he went, Jack, less. And then uh, Lemon said, Lemon said, well, what do you want me to do, not act? And he says, yes. Right. And then Lemon said, all right, all right. Right, no acting, please, that book, right? No acting, just... just but it's so hard to understand that. I, I saw that for years. I was in acting classes and I'm reading it and I'm going, no mm. acting, do less. And then you do less by going like this. I'm going to move less. But you're still mugging. No, no. And you're still, you're still doing, doing something. You're still doing that. Now, now. You have to accept your body completely. When you don't do, when you're not on, do you go see other comics perform? No. But I mean, I see them at the clubs all the time. I know they act. You know they act. That's I mean, true. I see them. You, that's true. I'm always around, so I'm always seeing people's act. And I'll look on YouTube and watch people. And when you're with a bunch of comics, do you feel like, you have to be on or you know? No, you don't feel like you have to be on, but you want to be on. Like, if we see each other, we're just, we brutally, and Rich Voss, who was here, was a friend of mine, and you know what I mean? Yes. We, uh, we, we too, he's always part of that crew. If we see each other and you start, like, we trash each other, it's it's godless. It's like the kind it's of thing bad. where- bad. Yeah, I know. Ooh. We do, Me and my friends do that. Oh, yeah. So it's like, so when somebody starts getting you, it's like any other group of- Teenage, right, right, right. you're like, wait a minute, I want to see if I can, but you don't try too hard. Right. Then, if you don't get, make them laugh. But so yeah, we, there's definitely a a vibe where you want to, you know what I mean? You want to get a laugh from your friends. Right. Busting balls, especially if they're attacking you, then you really want to get them back. <laughs> right. Do you ever like get together, talk, and all of a sudden somebody comes up with a funny bit and you go, wait, that's my bit. Oh, uh, no. Uh, don't use that. No, no, we don't do that. Now, I heard, uh, and I remember from talking to other comics that the worst thing you could do is steal from other comics. Like, that's like, you do that and you're fucking out. Yeah. 
No, yeah. I mean, and nobody. Which nobody, is right. Nobody respects anybody. Nobody, you, none of you guys. Do. But um, no. But I mean, but there's also there's fine lines. Like two people do come up with the same joke sometimes. Everyone's like, ah, like everybody's like an internet sleuth now. So people be like, that joke's oh. like this person. And sometimes they're right, and I appreciate when they're. Right. But sometimes like you don't know what you're looking at. That's not the same. It's the same concept or premise. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. And you know what's amazing? When I see I, every every com, every comic has a, has a different style. Now I remember seeing uh, in the early oh my early eighties, Don Myrera. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Oh, hilarious. Would make me. La- He's still around, right? Still, yes. Yeah. Fucking Don Myrera made me laugh. You know, so funny. Louis Petey, Big Petey, and all yes. the, the whole Italian thing. Okay, and then you see a guy. Like and a lot of time comics are similar. They do this whole thing about neighborhoods because sure. neighbors, you know. And then Sebastian Meliscalco, Ex- who exactly. has, has me fucking hilarious. Yes. And you go, gee, you know, he's talking about similar things, but he, it's, it's. I just think that some people, like Dom is just born funny, and and Sebastian is just funny. Right. His physicality. Right. His physicality is hysterical. Yes. You know, and they do the same joke, but they do a physical thing that just... Yeah. Yeah. But with you, what, what fucking fascinates me about you is, is you just do words. Yeah. You, you know, fucking words, and you just go, there, you know, you just... Well, every comic has their own fucking, you know, niche. And, and when you find your own voice, like a, like a Bill Burr and a, and a Chris Stefano and... Right. Uh, you just have your own voice, you know, and, and I think that's what works. Yeah, I mean, you've really got it. But yeah, you've got to do the work. Like a guy, like if you're not writing all the time with stand-up, you start to just, it's like a horse race, and you see those horses start to fall back. Wow. That's what it looks like, because I don't know what the energy is. Even if your new stuff's not as good as your old stuff, which is usually a lot of times the case, it's still better because it's that other energy, and you just watch these people fall back and get into a weird, you know what I mean? Wow, I mean, that's such a good that's such a good answer, Colin. Because because well, the Belmont Stakes is coming up, so I thought it would be no, no, no. It's, it's such a because <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like it's like comics, you know. It's like writers too. I mean, being a writer, you know, you're writing your first few movies are great. Then you're writing. They all can't be great. That's right. They That's all right. Can't. It's not about what I believe, and I don't know if, this, if comics feel the same way. It's not about if it's as good as this stuff. It's you just have to just, just keep moving forward. You put it out there, and then keep on writing and put it out there again. You nailed it because I remember reading a quote from Nora Ephron, yeah, who died, but it was some quote years ago. Where somebody she goes, people keep coming up to me and going, I wrote this screenplay. I wrote the screenplay. It's great. I can't get it made. What should I do? And she goes, write another one. And I was like, oh, that's so true. Yes. Instead of just this is my thing. Yeah. Write another one. And well, first of all, every screenplay that I ever been given is great. They always say the same thing. This is great. Where do you read this? They all say that. Yeah. And but it's you know very rare is it ever great. Right. You know, I mean, right. I, I, I rewrite things. I was rewriting things for the studio a lot. And the only three scripts that I, that I ever got that I said, I, I have no notes. I, I, uh, I don't know what to tell wow. you. Was Save It Private Ryan. Wow. Shawshank Redemption. And recently, Green Book. And we happen to have the guy here. When I read Green Book, I went, uh, look, babe, 
you want me to make up something? It's fucking great. Right, I go, right, I, right. I really don't have anything to tell you. This is a great script. And they, you know, because I'm fucking brutal. You know, I could be brutal. But, you know, but when you write your stuff, like I said, when you write your new stuff, you'll work with it a few times before you do, you say, you know what, fuck this bit. It's yeah, right. because, and like for any, this is an interesting example, at least interesting to me. I mean, and I think about it, it's boring, objectively. Right. But there was a thing I was doing in that show that I said, it's not working, it's not working. I was like, this thing's not working. And then I started doing it in stand-up. I don't know why I threw it in, because yeah. I had nothing left to say. And suddenly it was working. And I was like, I don't, I'll never know why. But... That some things you probably had things ten years earlier, and you now you know how to do it. You got the, yes. the muscle to do it. Wow! Now, are you writing another one man show? Or yeah, you're writing another one man yeah. show. I mean, and you, and you did that show that Jerry Seinfeld directed. It's my magnum opus. Yes. What was the name of that show? New York Story or New York. Long Story Short? I did two of them. Wow. Jerry directed. I'm fucking great. I mean, and great fucking. I mean, really. I mean, New York Story is the one I about died. writing movies, Colin. Guys, what? I don't even know if you want to get into this. I've been writing movies for twenty years, maybe twenty-five years. Yeah, I have a bunch of scripts. Right, they're all similar but different, and they're all uh, and none of them have gotten made, and I'm very, I'm very angry about it. So, but that's you've really touched the nerve. Uh, just so, no, I don't want to. Talk. I know some of the great writers in Hollywood. Great writers never got a movie made. Yeah. Never got a movie. So don't, to get a movie made is absolutely and fucking sane. Oh, but I don't blame myself. I blame them. Don't worry. Don't think I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm a failure. I think they're a failure. Listen, Trust me. I'm not, I'm not taking the blame. Yeah. Right and, and, some, <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you can write something that's just, I get nervous. If, if everybody loves what I wrote, I go, fuck, man, maybe I didn't write anything that's well, that good. No, that's a good point. You know, when I, again, not. When I wrote Bronx Taylor, everybody said, impossible, it can't be done. To do a movie on stage by yourself, it's not going to work. It's not stand-up. What is it? Is it acting? Nice. And I said, fuck you, I'm doing this. You know, so sometimes you just got to you know, keep on going with something. I mean, believe me, it's, I'm always, I'm, I always believe that. I just keep going, but it's infuriating to me. You consider yourself a comic first or a writer first? That's a good question. It's a great question. Um, I guess I consider myself a writer first. A writer first? Yeah. Did you ever write for another comic? No. No, because your stuff is really you. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I feel like, here's the funny thing about comics, even though, like, all the comics that you said they respect me, if right. I gave another comic a joke, nine times out of ten, even if they know it's the perfect line for their act and they take it, they look at you with anger. They don't approve. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. It's true. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's perfect. But we don't like other people delving into our thing. Can you ever see somebody goes to you, hey, listen, Colin, we, we got this. We love your show, Small Talk. Let's use Small Talk. We want to do it in, uh, in London, but we have this other actor who wants to do it. Would you let him do it? Yeah. I get Some Brazilian guy once called me up and he wanted to do my first show, Long Story Short, in Brazil. Yeah. And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah, he gave fine. me like nothing but it was worth yeah it. yeah no I've done, so he's I've done doing my, it in brazil <laughs> yeah my show i did in the in italy and no i didn't do it somebody had i love it and in in, pa in uh in france and did you see them and i saw it and i sat there i didn't understand a word he said but when they would laugh i said oh that's that line yeah oh, that's, that. that's great you know but it was great it's great I, I, you know i'd love to see a bronx tale in italian and french yeah no it, but sometimes your dialogue like i gotta be honest with you could you picture somebody doing your show here in America 
Would you cringe if the way they did it? Would you have to direct it? Or would sure. You, you would have to direct it. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm sure you know the frustration. No, I, I don't let anybody do my show in America. Right, but I mean, I even things you've written, other yes. things where you're like, oh, could you say that line? You could know what I mean? You're like, not saying the line right. Right. I mean, comedy is so fucking... I mean, I could do a line and I'll, and I'll do like a hiccup or a, a burp, and if I, it's not funny. Right. It's yeah. not funny. It's just what you said, but Woody Allen, you, what are you saying? He's just do it. The, you were so funny in that movie. Yeah. The, but you were so serious. If yeah. you weren't dangerous and threatening in that movie, not only doesn't the movie work, yes. you're not funny. I'm not funny. Is so that funny? I had Isn't to, that weird? It, it's so weird. I had to be a stone fucking killer. Isn't that weird? I know. I know. And it, it was just, well, it's one of those things. You just, you got to play the reality of the situation. Yeah. Especially when you when you have great dialogue like he had, you know. Well, yeah, it helps, of course. But it I mean, helps. But it is interesting, right? That that's a right. general thing. And like, he'd let me improvise. Right. He, it's funny, strange. He would let me. He would let certain people improvise, and certain people he said no. Of course, he probably knew. after all those years, he probably knew. You know, like yeah. oh, this person's got it. This person can't do it. Oh, and he would just tell you, "Don't improvise. You you could improvise." And I would oh, feel like, oh, oh my shit. god, must be nice to have that kind of juice, huh? Well, no, it just... Well, wait, you, know, you can say it, and people are like, Woody Allen said it, I got to listen to no, it. No, he said no. And I, there are times I said, Woody, I love what you wrote. He goes, I know, but 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 do it, right. do it. I got it my way. Now do it your yeah, way. That's great. You know, because he just trusted you. Like he wants to... Sure. Like the original line, when I kill her, I say, I go, my original line was, you're not ready for Broadway, Olive. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And I said, Woody, I, I got a, another line. He goes, let's say what you want. I go, I go, uh, uh, when I say, Olive... Your voice is killing me. Something about right, the voice. Right, and right. Then I kill her. Right. And he goes, funnier. And I went, oh, thanks, Woody. You I, know, so you don't know. You know. I mean, the other. Do you ever improv or change your lines when you're doing a show? My my own show? Your own show. Every night. Every night. Every night I do something new. Because, it, you know, I'm allowed to because it's not affecting anybody else. If you're doing a play or a movie, right. you can't change your line. It changes everybody's changes life for the rest every of the movie. Exactly. But when you're doing your, one of your shows and you see they're really laughing at a certain bit, right. do you then go off that bit and go it a little longer? Sometimes, yeah. And usually you end up with silence because <laughs> usually you get cocky. You had to milk it too bad. Yeah. Right? You but got that's to... the only way to grow. That's, I know. Like I said, they're part, I of, did our, that. Oh, they're part of our process. Right. Yeah. Yep. You get greedy. We call it getting but, greedy. Get greedy. Right. You know what? That was part one. I mean, I could talk to this guy for hours. We're going to do part two next week. So tune in next week for part two of Colin Quinn.